War. War is hell. It never changes. It's always pretty crappy. We're fighting a new kind of war here, boys, and I need a new kind of soldier to fight it. With the world trying to tear itself apart, I'm just trying to put it back together with some Elmer's glue and paper clips. Don't you go to war. I need you here. I need you to put babies in me so we can continue the fine tradition of racism, nationalism, and female subservience here in the state of Alabama. I swear to you, while I'm over there helping them boys kill all them Japs who done attack Merka and their heathenistic plots to overthrow Jesus from being king of good, I'll keep a picture of you here in this here Bible and take it out and look at you when I think no one's looking. What? You think this war is just gonna fit in with your ideals? This is a personal gift from the United States government. It's designed to bring death to the enemy. I'm sorry, Sarge. I can't touch a chainsaw. You don't kill? You know a good bit of killing does occur in Mel Gibson movies. The good book says, thou shall not kill. I believe that to be quite literal, sir. Does it say anything about assisting everyone else while they're hacking your enemies up with chainsaws? Well, no. I, I guess it don't. Well, hail to the king, baby. So let me get this straight. You have this super strong conviction, and you won't betray it ever. It's like the whole grandioso moral theme of this movie, right? How high and wonderful your morals are. I don't know how I'm going to live with myself if I don't stay true to what I believe. Well, you could stay home and try to lobby against the wall. Maybe try being a diplomat who negotiates for peace. Or broker a new trade energy agreement with Japan so they can get the energy they need to survive and won't have to invade other countries for resources. Which would have prevented their involvement in World War II in the first damn place. But them boys dying over there. I need to help them kill the Japs. And you don't see a problem with this logic. Most of these men don't believe the same way you do. Well, they believe so much in how much you believe. Yeah. What? We need to take this ranch, man. You there, what's your name, boy? Parts, sir. Private Parts. That's fitting, considering you are not wearing any pants for a brief and unnecessary bit of comic relief inside this dramatic war movie. Thank you, sir. Braveheart had butts in it too, sir. Excellent observation. Now, Private Parts, I want you to run up this ridge see how many Japs you can kill with a chainsaw. I believe I should go with him, sir. I could start the chainsaw for him and then hold his arm and wave it around while he cuts limbs off others. Wouldn't it be the same if you just did that with your own chainsaw? Oh, no. That would be killing. And the good book says... Thou shalt not kill. Yeah, yeah. Bit of a hypocrite, aren't you? Attack! Man, this seems really gory, even for a war movie. Just wait till we get to the torture scene. Chainsaw Ridge, now a Best Picture nominee for some reason.
Galaxy. Welcome to the Stinger Ski Stinger Madness. It's a podcast. It's got me on it. It's got Sam on it. It's got Jackie on it. I'm Justin. It's about bad movies. I'm Jackie. Boo, boo, boo. I like boo, fabric softener boo, boo, boo. and cleaning boo, 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 the laundry. Boo, boo, boo. That was a whole new intro. That's how good we are. We could just shit out an intro. Huh. That good, Sam. How about it? <laughs> uh, this week on the podcast, we are gearing up for a big one. This is our first Fred Olin Ray movie. The fuck? The fuck? And I picked it. Yes, Jackie. Mm. Nice job. Mm. Talk Mom about all the people. Time. Well, actually, thank you, Ben, from the Midnight at Darkness podcast. Mm. Mm. Way to shout out somebody that doesn't have a podcast by that name. Thanks to Ben for recommending Hollywood Chainsaw Hookers to Jackie from the Closer to Midnight podcast oh, and the Midnight was former in there. JT Movie podcast. I just, I like Ben so much. Yes, our good friend Ben from England. You like him so much that you can't figure out what his podcast is called. Yeah. I just like the sound of his voice and his accent, okay? And his kids are super cute. All right, we have to move on, Jackie. We are limited on time tonight, but uh, we do have some, speaking of listeners, we have some listener feedback. One from one martini shark about the Smab Fuzz, our Stinger Madness Achievements in Bad Filmmaking Award Awards. Awards. Uh, he was one of the committee members that voted, and he has this to say. To explain, uh, I should do a Floridian accent. How do you do it? To explain. Yeah, I don't. He doesn't sound like he's actually from Florida. No, he just lives there. I just there. like to make fun of the fact that he probably lives on top of an alligator. Uh, to explain, the main reason I did not vote London has fallen higher is for the very reasons you all described. It just had a little bit too much quality. Just felt God's of Egypt was a shimmery, bloated mess from top to bottom. Kind of like a tricked-out Escalade with a three-cylinder smart car engine under the hood. Glad Nine Lives was so highly, lowly, regarded as well. Great episode, you freaks. Ah. Why, thank you. So, yeah, if you haven't listened to this map episode, uh, go back and check that out. Uh, I will also disclaim, I recently made it uh, uh, on the radar of one Cracked Magazine. Oh, hey. Yeah, so we'll see what happens there. Cracked Magazine? You know, Why are we you did, on the radar? We should... What about us? We're just chopped liver? The episode, you nerf herder. You are a nerf herder. Yeah, dude. Super <laughs> nerf herder remove right there. I'm going to make a joke from the movie. Classic uh, film, Bottle Rocket. You're out. She's out too. And I don't think I'm in either. <laughs> uh, on streaming do's and don'ts this week, we've got two. Had a busy week with lots of other things going on, including the Smab Fuzz, which if you haven't listened to, go back and make sure to check out the 2016 Smab Fuzz Awards. Our last episode should be easy for you to do. Uh, Sam and I watched this one to start on Netflix based off of a uh, listener request, but we were probably going to get to it at some point either mm -hmm. way. But uh, uh, this came from Jags Movie Guy at, J uh, at Jags Movie Guy on Twitter. Uh, Death Race 2050. Sam, I'm gonna let you uh, let you go into this guy. Wait, where was I? Not watching. Not watching it. it. Yeah, it's weird. Like you have a land of not watching it that you go to when we watch these movies. Uh, this one was. It had that uh, super low budget, but let's not make that mean we can't put a thousand character generated effects in it anyway. Mm -hmm. And it starts out like that. Uh, you get you 
and immediately see Malcolm McDowell, and you're like, oh, it's not going to be that bad. But then it gets that bad. Okay. What do you mean that bad? I thought this was really hard to watch. Okay. Uh, there were the good jokes were too far and few, or few and far between, and the poor production quality was very difficult to get over. Okay. Uh, I am going to 100% agree with you. I didn't like this movie. Uh, and my main problem with it is because it was too homage There was too many like, hey, we liked Death Race 2000 as well, but we totally fucking didn't get it. We just like these quirky things. Like, for instance, they fucked up a couple of the their own jokes. Like, yeah. uh, a dear friend of mine from Death Race 2000, the lady's supposed to be telling the exact same joke. And she goes, a dear good friend of ours or something like that that was not, you can't. If you're going to homage something, you have to homage it directly. Otherwise, you're just doing a shitty job. And there was a couple other things like that, um, like the, the the painted background of the city at the opening. I was like, it was the very first shot. I was like, oh, God damn it. It's going to be one of those movies where they have nothing new to contribute in any way. And they just start out doing that. Mm-hmm. Like, here's a backdrop of a fake city that looks like shit in Death Race 2000. And it's glorious. Looks like shit in this one because, hey, it's supposed to. No, go fuck yourself. I'm going to give this a, uh, well, let's give it a positive statement here because there's few to get to. Uh This is one of the worst productions I have not turned off. Okay. We made it all the way through. Yeah, we did. We did. So we're going to give it that. Like, we were able to watch it. The... uh, the Kiwi guy, the, the OX uh, rugby m- guy. You mean Tom Hardy? No. No, he was Tom Hardy from Mad Max, Sam. That's another thing that pisses me off. Oh, was he? He they does that in every movie. Mad Max, Fury Road, and we're like, you know what? Tom Hardy's so fucking cool in that. Let's have a guy that's kind of like him. And he does the exact same thing. Constant stink eye. And he's crazy. And he always gives these dirty looks. It's Manu something or other is his name, but... I would go so if if that's the case, then he's doing Mad Max in all of his performances. Okay, because I've all seen right. him in some other stuff that was prior to Mad Max, and he's doing the same thing. All right, they got the guy that <laughs> seems like he's Mad Max. I it just reeked of Mad Max Fury Road to me. The other thing that pisses me off about this is he's Frankenstein. Okay, why does he have to be Frankenstein? If it's 2050 instead of 2000, why do we have to have Frankenstein back with the same goddamn plot line? Do something new. Well, he was president at the end of the last one. Right. But fuck it. Do make new guys. I don't know. Who cares about Frankenstein? Be creative. This is like the easiest chance you could have to be fucking creative. And they're like, no, well, it's a death race movie. We got to have Frankenstein. This isn't fucking Star Wars. You don't have to have wizards in space. Eat shit. Yeah, I would say that if you're going to pay any homages to the original, the main homage that you should pay is the lean, efficient filmmaking. Right. <laughs> and that yeah, was the one. thing that they didn't do is like they got tied up in all this crappy computer effects that mm-hmm. look like hell that didn't need to be there. Right. And because of that, they have golf carts that are going 10 in the movie. Correct. That stinks. Yeah, it does. And not enough exploding cars. Uh, there were some decent, like, guys getting ran over type thingies. Uh, 
here and there sporadically. I can only maybe think of like two times that I was like, hey, yeah, okay, yeah. that was that one's fine. But for the most part, I'm gonna give this a do not. Yeah, do not. Even though I think most people will do it just because it's death you, race. You're supposed yeah, to. Yeah, you're supposed to, right? but yeah, I thought it sucked. Next on YouTube, again cheating with the Mystery Science Theater, but this is a fucking good one. Uh, we all saw this one. We had to stop it and rewatch it because Sam fell asleep and I didn't want him to miss a minute of it. Uh, the Puma Man. <laughs> Puma Man. The Puma Man. Puma Man. It's Puma. Puma Man, Donald Pleasance. <laughs> you see behind the mask, I can see the Puma Man. Yeah. Puma Man is fucking bonkers. <laughs> it doesn't make sense because it has all of the sensibilities and production values of the CBS Spider-Man television yep. series. Yep. And that. it looks like it was supposed to be mm -hmm. maybe a pilot and they were really just screwing up the Puma that bad. But no, it's Puma Man. Puma Man. It's own standalone movie. That well, stinks. I don't think that it helped, speaking of stinks, that the gold mask looked like somebody had taken a shite and then poked a hole in it for an eye. Yeah, let's, uh, let's set the stage here a little bit because maybe a lot of people haven't seen this one. This one's kind of rare breed, even in the MST3K circles. Yeah. Uh, this the, the entities from space come down and I guess they've been to Earth before. They're hanging out. Okay, it's just like... Cool, we're going to chill out over there in our spaceship? Yeah, in the Andes. Okay, all right. Yeah. And so they have, like, they at some point they drop off this gold mask. Sure. That I think controls people's minds. Yeah. But in order to mitigate their own mistake, they must bequeath the powers of the Puma to a, a guy a who is a descendant of theirs. Yes. So that he can fight the gold mask and then be like, hey, I got the gold mask. Come pick it up. And they come pick it up every now and then. Well, I think he gets to just fight injustice, however. Okay. Because he's the Puma man. <laughs> well, and I kind of thought maybe they uh, tried to dump their waste, right? Okay. And that's what created this gold mask. Ooh, it, it's just solidified in the earth or the on the way down. It's like one of those Boeing bombs from Joe Dirt. And it just happens to form into a gold. Their poop is gold. And uh, due to atmospheric pressures, it turns into a shitty looking mask, kind of, not really. Yeah. It just looks like shit. And then they were like, well, thanks, because we were told that we were over violation for dumping this month. Yeah, we're past regs. See, I think it was that it's a chocolate mask Okay, that's wrapped in gold. Uh-huh. And he, one of the aliens was giving it to his wife for Valentine's Day. Okay, all right. And he left it in the sun. Uh-huh. And it got gooey and yuck mm -hmm. and then he's like well i gotta get rid of this shit now i shouldn't have put mind control powers in it first <laughs> i should have waited until after she got it because he was gonna use the mind control powers on her so that she could mind control his no, boner yeah he was being optimistic on valentine's okay, he's like right. i know what she's gonna do and it's gonna involve a lot of sexy stuff and you know he was he was expecting the sex scene from demolition man it's all in his mind like mind control yeah. powers like oh half ugh. of half of the movie fatal instinct uh -huh. with showgirls right instead he ends up just doing the dishes and dusting uh -huh. <laughs> a lot for the next 6 weeks not remembering a damn thing and they just happen to drop this 
space turd on uh, Donald Pleasant's house who happens to be the world's Doctor No again, or he's something. He's basically Doctor No. He's got retarded costumes. Except he's not. He was Blofeld. That's right. Not yeah, Dr. Blofeld. No. Fine, whatever. So he's Blofeld again with zippier Blofeld costumes. Yeah, the costumes were really uh, kind of like bad eighties hair bands. Kind with of the but weird like, spiky but like shoulder from pads. the future eighties. Like we've been teleported back in time to rock you. Yeah, totally like that. Okay. And you know that nobody smelled good on set. No. <laughs> they were pleather pants. I don't think Donald Pleasant smells good on his best days. I think those are Donald Pleasant's clothes, and he probably smells magnificent. <laughs> you go to his house, and he's wearing that, like, color change smoking jacket that looks like Kim Jong- It has the, the Kim Jong-il collar. It's very much North Korean dictator Yeah. But at the same time, pretty flashy. It's like a rainbow trout at the same time. You could turn it into a nice quilt if you needed to be warm. Yeah, so if you go to his house, he's actually just wearing that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's like, uh, welcome. If you don't like the cucumber sandwiches, you'll go hungry. And watch out for pumas. Uh, Puma Jackie, man. let's talk about Puma Man's costume now. <laughs> okay, I have never seen a uh, a superhero with cowboy boots. Yes, correct. Or Dockers. Or Dockers. Uh, but I was impressed that his uh, shirt-cape combo... It's a poncho. Uh, ...turned in from a cape, and then he flips it over, and he looks like a peasant from the 1800s. Yeah, it's a poncho superhero cape. I thought that was pretty clever. Uh, I thought it was cheap. He <laughs> <It> was cheap. <laughs> and that's okay. Yeah. Uh, how about the actor that played Puma Man? <laughs> Oh, that guy get his ass kicked every time. There's no way that that guy is Puma Man. That guy couldn't even jump. Uh, he looked ridiculous. This is one of the worst casts I've ever seen. Again, it has all the sensibilities of the CBS Marvel shows. What? A, they did a bad job casting as well. What a terrible superhero. Now let's get into Puma Man's superpowers. He's got the powers of the Puma, which means that he can teleport through walls. And fly. And fly, of course. And use his fingernails as claws that's at least puma-esque puma-esque yeah. yeah but you know what the downfall is is that he's a nail biter so he never has any nails to actually get anything i think his fingers are supposed to be the nails he's just got clawing powers with oh, whatever's there oh, okay. uh he's got super strength he can teleport uh he can make panties drop at the look of a puma no i don't think he can he i think that's one thing that puma man if he had something going on before he became puma man he definitely doesn't have that. That's like the opposite power. It's like, oh, you've lost that power. You just, you can't attract women ever again. Well, well I, maybe with the sparklies on his shirt, he mm. might get a drunkard that's like, I like your shirt. No, I and think, then they I start touching so. it and they're like, oh, you don't have any muscles. And then they walk away. I think that what happens is, is he's like, come South American sidekick. Let's go get some ladies in South American sidekicks like. No, man, you're going to bust up my groove. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> I will go get the ladies on my own. You should, you, I don't, do you have $150? Because I know where you can go pay for it. Puma Man is hilarious, the movie. Uh, the Mystery Science Theater episode is hilarious. It's some of their best riffing. And, and it is a movie that just lends itself to being riffed. Uh, I'm going to go again and say that I would watch this in either format uh, just because the Puma Man movie is so bonkers and it moves, um, and the music is great, was it? <laughs> it was very catchy. It's okay. infectious. Yeah, it is infectious. Um, so I'd I'd go either way. You guys, I I would say do it. I 
I super liked it. I thought it was super corny, but I liked it. I would watch either version again, both by itself or with MST3K. They were the it's one of their best episodes and that movie, The Flying is awful. It's so bad. They fly their angles were not planned out. It's just like they just had some stock footage and they stuck a guy twirling about in front of it. It's odd. None of it makes any sense. At one point in time to defeat the bad guys, Puma Man has to play dead for about five minutes. Hey, he did that well. And it doesn't make it doesn't lend itself to anything. It's no. just like, hey, let's add a new power. He can he can be dead for five minutes. Like the Puma, you know. The Puma can the Puma. Yeah, the Puma. Uh yeah, I I give it a total view. I thought it was a lot of fun. So Mystery Science Theater, it's free on YouTube. Go check it out. Jackie, you've brought us Hollywood Chainsaw Hookers. What have you brought for the wild card? Good Neighbor, Bad Neighbor, Couples Edition. Ooh, interesting. My first Good Neighbor, Bad Neighbor, Tarzan and Jane. Now- From the new Tarzan movie. From the new Tarzan movie. Wait. was like, I think at Disney, right? Uh, yeah, With Legend of Tarzan guy. from 2016 yeah. starring Alexander Skarsgård and yes. Margot Robbie. Skarsgård, the, the third Skarsgård that's so. popular now? Yeah. Yeah. Shirtless boy. I haven't seen this movie. Okay, we watched it. Do you think those scars are real? Uh, I fell asleep. Because his name is Scarsgard, his scars are real? Yeah. He's the, born he with them? He probably has been bit by a gorilla. Oh, Jesus. Uh, I don't think that's how that works, Jackie. Um, <laughs> otherwise, my name would be Justin Huge Penis. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Metaphorically is my middle name. Uh, <laughs> that baby was born with a VD. <laughs> Valentine's Day? Yes. Uh, good neighbor, bad neighbor with Tarzan and Jane. I would be, uh, let's, I think we can open this one up because they're fairly generic, Tarzan and Jane, other than Margot Robbie's prettier than most of the Janes that have come before her. Uh, to just yeah. Tarzan and Jane, Jackie, because there, there's nothing original here in Tar- Legend of Tarzan. Well, they're both blonde. Uh, okay. That's and, true. Yeah. And he's a noble lord in this one, and he's he's been back to the city already. Yeah, he's he's uh, civilized. Yeah, he's civilized now. But also Tarzan. But he's also Tarzan, and in- he's back in. And you know what? You can pick either Africa neighbor or uh, England neighbor. At this point in time, he's his home, his residence is in England. So we'll go with that. I think to to qualify that. Now Tarzan, he talks to animals. He swings from trees. Uh, that all sounds neat. Sure. He needs to learn how to put a fucking shirt on. Anytime you're shirtless and you're my neighbor, you're out. I'm what done. A, here's nope, the, no shirtless men. What we've learned from Encino Man is, though, that Tarzan's probably got a lot of weed. Why would you say that? Because that's the only way that he can become human again without bashing your skull in. <laughs> so you got to get him high. <laughs> yeah, but that would imply that you have to have the weed. To give to him so he doesn't bash your skull in. He doesn't come showing up oh, with no. weed. But yeah, like, well, if you're on the, you're not his neighbor if you're on the expeditionary force that finds Tarzan. Mm. But if you're on that expeditionary force and you don't have weed, either Tarzan gets shot or you get your head bashed in with a rock. I'm still so, sticking with mine. Even a pothead that doesn't have a shirt off. Actually, that just makes things worse. Yeah. So, shirtless pot guy. Nope. Dreadlocks. Shirtless pot guy. Dreadlocks. Mm-mm. Go to Santa Monica, brah. Yeah, no, I'm out on this one. Bad neighbor for me, Jackie. All right, we got three. Okay, well, so we're, are, we're next... not done with Jane. 
Oh, okay. Are they are they a package deal? They're a package They're deal. A package this deal. is a couple's Yeah, edition. she's disqualified just because of the shirtless pothead that she's married to. And, and actually, it's worse because she's hot. So I'm just, I, I would just be like, dude, really? Really? That guy? Really? Come on. I'd be like, why don't you take your shirt off? <laughs> you guys could be a shirtless couple and I could just stare. Yeah, now she could be shirtless and smoke pot and I'm down with that. Yeah, I would totally be down with that. But he takes his shirt off and his pothead? No. Yeah. Bad neighbor. I'm going with the couple. I'd give them good neighbor if they were shirtless, potless. Shirtless, sure, potless? Shirt, shirtless, but with pot. <laughs> she is drinking white Russians. Oh. You right. would be quiet. Next up. Oh. Uh, the next one is Betty and Barney Rubble. Ooh. They're the best the neighbors ever. Okay. Not history. from the cartoon, from the movie. Oh. I don't know if I ever watched them. What was, who, who were they in the movie? Was it Rick Moranis? Yeah. Okay. I don't remember who Betty was, but they were still, I mean, the, the Rebels. They're still the Rebels. Are the best neighbors in television history. You know they like to bowl. Yeah. They don't fuck with your personal affairs even if you're getting loud. Barney is always down for a beer in the garage. He wants to go bowling whenever you want to go bowling, but he's not intrusive. And he never forces the issue. No, he never comes over when he doesn't want to. Like, Betty always helps around, but they're never intrusive. He's a bit of a dullard. But that's okay. It's okay. He does have a really super strong son, though, that could move rocks Ooh, in your... Yeah, but Bam Bam goes with him. Ooh, uh, he's strong, but his name is fucking Bam Bam for a reason. Yeah. And also, you have a daughter. Well, I guess if you have a daughter who's also a cave woman. Cave baby. Yeah, cave baby. Uh, Bam Bam is going to uh, one day... Bam, bam. Bam, bam, bam. Bang, bang with the bam, bam. Bam, bam might be the deal breaker. Yeah, I think they're good neighbors. He might one day turn into shirtless pothead as well. But that's 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 a little too minority report for me. Let's give him the benefit of the doubt. I'll influence that little shithead and be like, no, your name is Larry. It's not Bam, bam. Bam, bam's a fucking stupid name. You're an adult grown-ass man now. Put your shirt on. Quit smoking the doobies. Yeah, plus you're just their neighbor on the other side. You don't have pebbles that's the flintstones kids you're not the flintstones i guess I'm yeah you're just his other neighbors so you don't have to worry about the i bam, might bam have thing. a cave baby who knows yeah i got that uh metaphorical giant penis i don't know what that has to do with cave babies but uh <laughs> well they don't come from the stork they're in a simile <laughs> mm. yeah. next up so he's yeah i'm saying good neighbor, neighbor. Good yeah i'm neighbor, yeah. good neighbor all right and the last one joker and harley quinn from the very early Batman's, like where he had the shark repellent, and she wasn't she wasn't then. in that. You need to learn your oh. Batman your history Batman. a little She's, better. She came from Batman the animated series in the late nineties. Okay, so it's wait, actually ninety four. Ninety four. Yeah. All right, well, let's edit that. Okay. So Joker and Harley. I don't Quinn. think I'm going to. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you guys, bunch of bastards. Okay, but originally I was thinking of the. The way that this one came into my head was the Joker and Harley Quinn from the new uh, movie. Okay. Suicide Squad. Sure, we could do that. Uh, bad neighbor. Yeah. <laughs> I don't really think it matters when or which Joker and Harley Quinn. They're always going to try to kill you. Yep, they're always going to try and kill you. But I could learn some sweet moves from Harley Quinn. No, you can't. You'll be dead. You'll be dead. You will be quite dead. She's not a teacher, Jackie. She's a murderer. Maybe she could teach me to be a murderer. Uh, by killing you to death. Yeah. Damn. Good lesson. She'd uh, probably steal my furs and my jewels. Yeah. And then strangle you with them. No, you're dead. 
that's a, that's a non-point at all. There's nothing to be. You can't even be like, so uh, how's it going, neighbor? Oh, I'm dead. Yeah, I'm fucking dead. Mm. Bad neighbors. Uh, not to mention that's why they always live in like one of those uh, carnivals, like like off of uh, Gotham a little bit. Like, ooh, the old broke down Cooney Island thing. Uh-huh. We got to live here because it's deserted. And the closest uh, fucking neighbor we're going to have is Acme Chemical, which is like six blocks down. And that's just where we bathe. Yeah. Or a warehouse somewhere. Yeah. yeah so either way, if you're neighbors with them, your place sucks. That you wouldn't live in. So you would be dead. And you'd be dead if you tr- decided to live there. All the homeless men outside of that uh, Cooney Island ripoff fucking did. Fed to hyenas. Yeah. Mm. Bad neighbors. Sam, tell us about Hollywood Sage Sage. I have also been drinking white Russians. Hollywood chainsaw hookers. <laughs> Hollywood sage. Yeah, Hollywood sage. <laughs> Give you some sound effects. Bring you in, you know. That's what. That's what you call the uh, the pot that's no good. That's laced with something. The uh, getting Southern California. The Hollywood sage. <laughs> oh yeah. I Down thought that with was the just a naked man in a Mel Gibson movie. I think the worst I've ever heard somebody asking for pot was burnt cookies. Like, you have any burnt cookies? Like, why the fuck would I have burnt cookies? I just keep You know what I'm around. talking about, right? Like, it's, it ends up being this phone conversation that goes on for, like, five minutes. He's like, what the fuck are you talking about, man? It's pot. Oh. Don't say pot on the fucking phone. <laughs> no, I don't have any of that either. This is 1997. What does that even... <laughs> why would you even say that? There are people that call it pie that I know. Hmm. Oh. Do I have some pie? I used to call it snowboards. <laughs> Also dumb. It's all dumb, Jackie. It's yeah, just it's fucking pot. And we live in 2016. Call it fucking pot. Put your shirt back on. Yeah. Take, yeah. <laughs> Put your shirt on. <laughs> New Give Harley Quinn, weed. take your shirt off. Hollywood Chainsaw Hookers was made in 1988. Mm-hmm. Fred Olin Ray directed 16 films since the last time we talked about him. Let's uh, let's go ahead and... Are you going to get into some of our favorites? We actually directed three films before I could get to the end of this sentence. Okay. <laughs> Uh, I love them all. Recently, he commandeered Van Damme and Seagal in order to hijack the Sniper franchise. Billy Zane liked it so much, he's pissing his pants right now. Which, if you haven't seen Sniper Reloaded, you won't get that joke. Mm -hmm. And I'm probably the only one that's seen it. You might have. I have it on DVD, though. In total, Ray has directed nearly 150 films. That's quite the uh, resume. Hollywood Chainsaw Hooker is among his more popular films, which would also include Bad Girls from Mars. Love it. Beverly Hills Vamp. Now I was uh, I just saw I'll stop you right there. Bad Girls from Mars is currently streaming on Epics, so check that out. Oh yeah, check that out. Uh, what was the next one? Beverly Hills Vamp. Yep, love it. Cyclone. Haven't uh, seen that. I haven't seen. I have that on DVD. We were going to yeah. try to get Christopher Olin Ray in for that episode actually when we did Cyclone. And of course the Minorsky collaborative effort, Dinosaur Island. Love a Dinosaur Island. Yes, Dinosaur Island is great. She's got huge. This one, yes, yeah, they've all got huge. <laughs> they've always all got huge. Anyway. But that's the I, joke. She's got huge hands? Yeah. No, not hands. She doesn't have hands. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the I guess I should probably, I didn't write down Evil Tunes. I think oh, Evil, yeah, Tunes Evil Tunes gets forgotten about. Yeah. That's, there's a lot of smuggling. Going on in Evil Tunes. I, I, I love this man so much. Go ahead, Sam. Yeah. Uh, that was we were supposed. That was my segue to talk about stuff. Oh, we don't have anything else. Oh, I've got more. Oh, stuff. I can keep going, man. Yeah, that's what I was saying. We're, okay, let's fill there. Now, if you had to, 
put i mean honestly in this genre that we whatever this thing is that we do this the, none of us can define on the internet bad movies quote unquote sure. um is there two more prolific guys that belong together than Fred Olin Ray and Jim Wynerski? Well, no. Abbott and Costello. Yes. That's that's a good one, Jackie. That is good. But the three they, stooges. But that's that's what we're talking about. When you when you say Olin Ray and Wynerski in the same sentence, it belongs in the same sentence as Abbott and Costello. Those men belong together making filmmaking and Dinosaur Island is the pinnacle of that experiment. Yes, it's they're trailblazers. They're like the Marx Brothers of whatever it is that we're doing here. God bless Andy Sedaris and his 10 fantastic movies. Sure. But he made 10 fantastic movies, booby movies. These guys made 150 booby movies. And Fred Olin Ray uh, used to be... Uh, I think together they've made like 250. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Because I thought Wynorski went over the hop top of 100 not very long ago. Not to mention Fred Olin Ray was one of Corman's guys originally as Both well. And, uh, uh, well, no, Wynorski wasn't. Wynorski started his own deal and then got picked up by Corman. Yeah. Uh, Fred Olin Ray was uh, picked up by Corman to make spooky movies. And then it was transitioned into just silly booby movies. Sure. In fact, Evil Tunes was done on the set of another movie that, like, Corman wasn't going to fire the guy because he wasn't taking way too long, but he could tell he was going to be a little bit of a problem for a Corman production in terms of time. So Fred Olin Ray just shot Evil Tunes in a week when the other crew wasn't using the set. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) And the only thing he did to change it, because the guy, the director was being a dick about, oh, you can't use the same set. It's like eight other fucking directors are going to use this next month, dickwad. How maybe this guy gets fired. I can't remember. It's in the extras on Evil Tunes. I think he gets fired Mm -hmm. eventually. Mm -hmm. But per request, uh, they ran across the street and pulled the door off another building. And the exteriors they used of the building had a different colored door on it. And then put the door back on after that. <laughs> that is so awesome. Yeah, that's efficient filmmaking. That's no. just getting it done. No, I love Fred Olin Ray substantially. Substantially. And this is from, I think, that period as well where he was kind of doing his own production company. Yeah. This one particular, I believe, only cost $95,000, which that's, is a lot for him. Yeah. But he was getting, he was on a deal with his, because he had that midnight movie DVD distribution thing mm-hmm. he was doing. and Not to so, mention there's some names in this film, too, though, that probably wanted a couple bucks. Well, the one wanted a couple bucks. The other one is a, she's a standard Olin Ray gal. Speaking of, one would the one would be Lene Quigley. I was thinking Laura Linney. Laura Linney's in this movie? Yes. Oh, she had to have done this to just get the credit. And Michelle Bauer. Well, Michelle Bauer, of course. It's Lene Quigley. And Michelle Bauer will team up again for this romp, though I hope they would team up on me. (laughs) You would like that. Uh, Quigley has been called the queen of the bees, while Bauer is the queen of my bee owner. Oh, my God. (laughs) That's a good joke. (laughs) (laughs) Not just a clever nickname. Quigley has 144 acting credits, and none of them are in good movies. Okay. Now, are those all straight up acting credits? Because I hope you blowjob credits don't count. Well, well, Quigley, don't... Michelle Bauer did some X stuff before. She did a lot of Quigley did triple not X stuff before, during, and after. Yeah. 
Also, Michelle Bauer gave blowjobs in front of cameras. Yes. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Mm. Well, also not just a clever nickname. Michelle Bauer has given me a boner right now. Uh, oh, my God. I'm sitting uh, next to you. Damn. Yeah. It's gross. Mm. Bingham <laughs> fart. Well, other frequent. <laughs> he also <laughs> has a boner. <laughs> Bingham, Michelle Bauer has just given you a boner. <laughs> Congratulations. Oh, I, I think we just broke a law in Kansas. <laughs> the dog is looking at you. If he could flip you off, he would. If that's the first time <laughs> that we broke a law in Kansas, Kansas yeah. or that law in Kansas. Jesus. Other frequent uh, Fred Olin Ray contributors, Jay Andrews and Dookie Flyerswater will also show up for this film. And Dookie Flyswater? Yeah. I'm sorry. One more time. <laughs> Dookie Flyswater. Oh. Yeah. Oh. That's what I thought I heard. From such great films as stuff that Fred Olin Ray does. Sure. Dookie Don't Flyswater. touch my outhouse. And Jay Andrews from Dinosaur Island. So. <laughs> Pooping in the woods. <laughs> He's in a band. I can't remember what the band's called. Like machine. Turd on a log. Or something. Yeah, it's yeah. like that. And he sings about like you're singing right now. It's very odd. Turd on a log. <laughs> that, that's it. singing. He's, I, I didn't speaks. forget my toilet paper. But I'm not going to use it because I'm giving. <laughs> and I want my butt so, Because when you camp, so you don't, don't use toilet paper? <laughs> Apparently Jackie doesn't. Uh, now when I'm giving, I want those bears to get me. You would think that that would actually attract the bears. No, the bears want hot dogs. So that's why they're going over Justin's that's, enormous wiener. That's why they're always seen eating carcasses from the asshole first. <laughs> 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 Damn it, shut up. Well, let's keep an eye out for our favorite death, our hottest Fred Olin Ray sequence, and the best one-liner. Because you can't, like, there's, I haven't seen this one in a while, so I can't remember circumstantially what happens, but they're all pretty formulaic. You can usually find, Mm -hmm. you can usually find one of those things in one of his movies. Mm. Well, here's the bad news. This one's very elusive. I only have a copy of it because I had to bootleg it at, at one point off YouTube when it was on there for about two days. It is not for sale on DVD. It is not for sale on Blu-ray. It is not streaming anywhere, including currently YouTube. There is a DVD cut of it out there someplace. It's so you can was, probably track it down. But It's expensive because it was when this is when he was sort of pressing his own DVDs and everything. Yeah. Uh, so good luck with that. Uh, if you've seen it, then you can come back and enjoy it with us. But if you haven't, I will tell you right now, go ahead and try to get this one. It's going to be well worth your time. It's fucking called Hollywood Chainsaw Hookers. It is up your alley. So watch it. Come back to us on Monday. And in the meantime, get to the chainsaw. Fans of Stinker Madness, iTunes thinks you don't like us. What? How is that possible? Well, it's because you haven't given us a review yet. Go to Stinker Madness on iTunes and take just a couple seconds to rate and review us there. While you're at it, hit up Stitcher.com as well. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Twitter at forward slash Stinker Madness. And email us at talk at secretmadness.com. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks for listening and get to the chopper. Maybe be by. Maybe by. Maybe by. Maybe by. Maybe. Maybe be by. Maybe by. Maybe by. Maybe by. Maybe.